Good morning. It's Monday, November 14th. National Pickle Day. Here are some fun pickle facts. The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that the average American eats 8.5 pounds of pickles each year. And um, I actually, I don't know if that's too high or too low, but I feel like that number is not right still, somehow, on either side. Also, the origin of the pickle is unknown, but people believe that it could be from as far back as 2400 BCE. That's so old. And those pickles are probably still good if they were jarred correctly. And finally, the phrase in a pickle, which is one of my favorite things to say, uh, comes from good old Billy Shakes, William Shakespeare, and the play The Tempest. And now, the news. As I said, it's Monday, but I'm recording this on Sunday. Anyway, we are almost a week after the midterm elections, and we still don't know which party will hold the House. As you may have heard, the Democrats will stay in control of the Senate, which, if you're a Democrat, this is great news. If you're a Republican, it's probably not the best news you've heard. And if you're a history or polling nerd, um, it is certainly some very surprising news. Because typically, the first midterm election of a president's term is a referendum on the party in power. So people expected a red wave. Now, the idea of a red or blue wave is something you may have heard a lot about this year, as well as in 2018. But a wave election is a real political science nerdy thing. So obviously, I love the idea of them and also would have been significantly bummed to see it happen this year. Um, there is no specific number that the party needs to hit in order for it to be a wave election. However, usually you're looking to pick up at least 20 seats in the House. The Republicans promised a red wave which probably wasn't the smartest thing for them to do because now they have to explain why they didn't achieve their goal. And it's going to be really hard to find different ways of saying, hey, uh, turns out no one likes it when we take away abortion rights in this country and also just like complain about the economy while not providing any type of plan to fix it. And then um, do that emoji of the person going like, you know, the shrug. Anyway, uh, going to be hard to explain away this. So let's review where things stand as of this recording on Sunday night. Last night, Nevada's Democrat incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto learned that she will keep her seat, which gave the Democrats 50 Senate seats. Democrats have 50, Republicans have 49, and poor Georgia will, once again, head to a runoff. This year, the runoff will take place on December 6th. Here's something. That Senate seat in Georgia is for current Senator Raphael Warnock to keep his seat. He won that seat in 2020 in a special election against Kelly Loeffler. The reason that was a special election is because she was appointed by Governor Kemp after the previous senator, Johnny Isaacson, resigned. So that means Isaacson was reelected in 2016. That's 2016. In 2020, Kelly Loeffler took her seat. She ran in 2020 to keep that seat and then lost in a runoff to Warnock. Warnock had to run his typical Senate cycle election this year and will now face a runoff next month. That's four elections. Four elections since Kelly Loeffler was appointed to this seat in 2020. Isn't that wild? There's no news there, but I am fascinated by this fact. Anyway, so um, going back to this non-existent red wave thing. Average House seat loss since World War II has been 28. We're looking at 28 seats on average lost in the president's first midterm election. 
However, when that president's approval rating is below 50%, average seat count lost is actually 45. On Monday, before the election, Biden's approval rating was 39%. And I don't mean to blow your mind with some math here, but 39 is less than 50. The Democrats won the Senate and the House is still being decided. There is still a path forward, narrow, but technically existent, still a path forward for the Democrats to win the House. And if they don't, they'll probably only lose like three or four seats. I am telling you, we cannot overstate enough what the Democrats did in this election is incredible. And I talk a lot about this. Living through history is exhausting. Normally, um, almost always, 99.9% of the time, I think we're just always tired. But living through this history is really fun. Like, I am telling you, this election will be studied and referenced for like ever. It's fascinating. I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool in other ways. I have other hobbies. Also, when I said that this election, the results of this election came a little bit from Republicans deciding that us uterus having folks shouldn't be able to decide what to do with our bodies. That wasn't just, oh, there goes Kim having those silly little opinions again. Uh, what's she going to talk about now? Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman? Probably. But Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman aside, the referendum on abortion rights comment that I made, that was not just a uh, silly little Kim. In every single state where abortion rights were on the ballot, California, Michigan, Vermont, Kentucky, Montana, in all five of those states where abortion was on the ballot, abortion won every single time. You come for our rights? We come for your House and Senate majority. Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and, and, and still had some very big wins. Gretchen Whitmer will keep her governor's seat in Michigan. John Fetterman's Pennsylvania Senate win will send Dr. Oz back to fake doctor school in Jersey. Uh, and it had some hard losses. Author J.D. Vance now gets to add Ohio senator to his resume. So significant bummer there. Uh, but overall, this election was a referendum on the right to choose and election denial. Arizona's gubernatorial race is still being counted, but expect that election denier Carrie Lake will lose her race and also be very unchill about it, as she has already been. And yes, of course, election denial is still a very big problem for our country. And yes, some election deniers did win their elections. But overall, and especially for big ticket seats like the Secretary of State candidates in Michigan, Arizona and Nevada that basically wanted to overturn the 2020 election on day one, election deniers lost. Now, is this a return to normal politics? No, no. On Tuesday night, we were already hearing about what a 2024 battle between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump will look like. So, you know, bummer for all. No real winners here. And we still don't know what the House will look like. We don't even know if House member Lauren Boebert will keep her seat. Although, honestly, it even being as tight as it is, is very exciting and almost certainly promises that even if she does win, she will not win in 2024 when we actually put money into her race. Um, but here is what we do know. 30% of people ages 18 to 29 voted in these midterms. That is the second highest youth turnout in three decades. Voting is habitual. And if elections show us anything, it's a roadmap. And let me tell you something. I like Tuesday's map a whole lot. And that's it. That's the news. Um, as you know, elections are my Super Bowl. So this episode was very fun to do. There is so much more news to talk about. Just Twitter alone has been a mess. So come back tomorrow and I'll tell you all the rest of it. Maybe we'll even know about the house by then.
No, I'm just kidding. That'd be too much news. Um, Side note, even though I promised there would be, there was no news on Friday because I got the flu shot and the COVID booster at the same time. Did it knock me out for a day? Yes. Am I telling you this because I want to remind you to get your booster and flu shot? Yes. Please. Numbers are on the rise. And do yourself a favor. Please stay healthy. I enjoy you very much. I'm proud of, oh, Marla Sokoloff and Chloe Weaver Bennett because I went to go see Rosé all day on Saturday night. And yes, I at the bar was checking Senate election results. But prior to that, I was at the movies. And I highly recommend you going to go see Rosé all day, which is streaming anywhere. You can see it. You'll like it. It's very funny. I'm proud of pickles. They're so good. Pickle juice, too. All pickles are good pickles. I bought pickles today, in fact. But more than pickles, more than a Disneyland pickle, which is scientifically proven by me, a non-scientist, to be the best pickle out there, I'm proud of you.